Mysterious Traveller. No one on the line. September 1st, 1946. Steam train whistle. Followed by railway signs. Sounds. The Mysterious Traveller. This is the Mysterious Traveller inviting you to join me. Another journey into the realm of strange and terrifying. Hope you enjoy the trip. And it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. But so little bet you get a good grip on your nerves, if you can. Same train whistle. Where are we going? Well, today we're going to the company. Master Harvey Benson, through the fateful 24 hours in his life. The story I call Long One on the Line. A visit with Harvey Benson begins on a Wednesday evening. Summer, Harvey, a self-made businessman, smoking a cigar and reading the paper, while his wife, Linda, reads a book. It's quite, really quite a picture of peaceful domesticity. Newspaper being folded. Harvey yawns loudly. Well, that's that. Nothing much in that paper tonight, dear. Linda, too bad. The poker game tonight fell through, darling. I know how you look, look forward to the Wednesday evenings. Holly, well, it doesn't matter. A good book. You read it? You know, oh, yes, yes, it's very exciting. It's a new murder mystery everybody you talking about. Harvey, I would like, would have guessed. It was rather dull by the way you've been looking at the same page for ten minutes now. Then a slightly nervous chuckle. Oh, it was I? I must have been wall gathering. Harvey stretches. Well, I guess I'll go up. Telephone rings, Harvey. On the phone, I'll get it. Oh, the phone. I'll get it, Linda. Linda, quickly. No, sit still, Harvey. You're tired. I'll get it. Harvey, no, I insist, my dear. Phone off hook, Harvey. Hello? 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 Rattle of hook switch. Harvey, hello. Phone and hook. Harvey, that's funny. No one on the line. Then how strange. Maybe the phone's out of order. Harvey, no, I heard a click as someone hung up. I answered. Oh, but it's not worth wondering about. It's getting late. What do you say we turn in? And now we join Harvey again at breakfast the following morning. It's getting late. Harvey lingers over his coffee, as if he had the whole day ahead of him. Rattle of coffee cup and saucer. Harvey, mmm, good coffee, dear. Pour me some more, will you, darling? Then, of course, Harvey. But, oh, shouldn't you be leaving for your office, dear? Harvey, oh, there's plenty of time. Linda, but it's almost 9.30. Harvey, you seem very anxious to get me out to the office. Linda, not trying to get rid of me any by any chance. Linda, <laughs> why, of course not. But you said you had an important appointment this morning. Harvey, oh yeah, but the fellow will wait. Hmm, mighty ground coffee this is. Linda, Harvey, Harvey, hmm. Linda. 
Is there anything wrong? Harvey, anything wrong? Linda, yes. You seen a little odd the last day or two, and this morning, Harvey. And what's the matter with me this morning? And oh, I don't know that anything is. But you do seem a little strange. Are we strange? In what way, Linda, old oh, my dear? Linda, oh, I'm sorry if I said something to annoy you. But, telephone rings. Linda, quickly, oh, I'll answer it. Are we sit still, Linda? I'll answer it. Linda, protesting. But Harvey, probably, Harvey, I said I'll answer it. It'll be a call I've been expecting. Linda, all right, Harvey. Phone off hook, Lynn Harvey. Hello? 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 Phone off hook, Harvey. Uh, strange, no one on the line. Same thing that happened last night. Then, oh, how peculiar. Oh, but I thought it must be out of order. Harvey, well, yes, I suppose so. Yet I could swear I heard someone hang up when I answered. Then, oh, you must have been mistaken, darling. Harvey, I do suppose so. You better give the company a ring, Linda. Linda, yes, I will, Harvey. Right away. Harvey, good. And now I do have to be going. See you tonight, darling. So now we come to Harvey Benson to his office because we're spending one complete day with him. Remember? His office is a large, luxurious reflecting. The success Harry Harvey Benson achieved, well, by hard work and constant vigilance. Once arrived, once arrived there, Harry plunges into his work. Till shortly before noon, sounding into office intercom, surrounds him. Buzzer, Miss Johnson. On phone. Excuse me, Mister Benson. Oh, oh yes, Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson, a mango. Master Mango's here to see you. Shall I let him in? Oh no, ask him to wait. Like to see you for a moment first, Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson, certainly, Master Benson. I'll be right in. Donovan, Miss Johnson. Now on a regular telephone microphone. Yes, Mr. Benson. Oh, sit down, please, Miss Johnson. Door shut, Miss Johnson. Yes, sir. Brought him my book. Oh, you won't need it. I don't. I just want to chat for you a moment, Miss Johnson. I don't understand, Mr. Mr. Benson. Harvey. I just want to talk to you, that's all. I don't believe you and I have ever talked before. It's a person to person, have we? Miss Johnson, no, sir, we haven't. Harvey, and you've been with me uh, seven years, isn't it? Miss Johnson, seven years, next month. Harvey, seven years, and we've never talked equal as equals, but then I've always never needed advice before. You've known I never, I, 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 you noted I never asked for advice, I suppose. Miss Johnson. Why, yes, we have, Mr. Benson. Harvey. Well, it's your own decision. I'm set upon it. My mother, yet, now I'm going to ask your advice as a woman, not a secretary. Miss Johnson. Well, I'll try to be helpful if I can. Johnson. Harvey. Good. Now picture for yourself a woman. We've been very practical. And, well, if it's, let's say, rather cold, suddenly this woman comes dreaming, assassinated, 
He stands a moment at the window, looking at nothing. You speak to her. She doesn't hear you. What? what why would you? What would you do from that, Miss Johnson? Why? I say she was in love. Harvey calmly. Excellent. Now suppose this woman is married. Suppose on several occasions her husband is in the room. You're following me, aren't you, Miss Johnson? Oh yes, sir. Harvey, suppose on these occasions the phone rings and this married woman answers. And each time you tell the party calling, here's the wrong number. What then? Johnson, suppose that could happen. Harvey, now, Miss Johnson, suppose on several occasions the husband answers. The party at the other end hangs up without speaking. Miss Johnson, why? It sounds like to me that someone's trying to call the wife about the time my husband's knowing about knowing it. I mean, exactly. I felt sure I could be wrong, but it's helpful to have your opinion back me up. Thank you very much, Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson, why not at all, Miss Benston? Harvey, now please send him Miss Margo. Margo. Miss Johnson, yes, sir, run away and door opens, Miss Johnson. Of my, Mr. Benson, we'll see you. Well, Mongo. Of my, okay, sister. Good morning, Mr. Benson. Harvey, come in, Mongo. I close the door. Mongo, sure, Mr. Benson. Door closes. Harvey, then sit down. Mongo, sure, yes, yeah, sure. Harvey, you have information for me. Mungo, everything's right here in my report. Hungo groaned. That's at it. I checked Farry in the port four names you registered. I mean, which one was you meeting? Mungo only witnessed one meeting, Mr. Benson. The other time she gave me the slip. Harvey, then you don't know your business. Mungo, well, what she did was to go to Baker's department store, take a dress into one of the furniture rooms, and leave by the other door. I couldn't be very well follow her there. Harvey, uh, you should have managed it somehow. I've been, well, never mind that. What did you learn? Mungo, I'll give you the general report first, before mentioning names. Harvey, all right, do so. You don't want to talk about it. Mungo, yes, Mr. Benson. As you see, I called them four individuals to suggest Page A, B, C, D, yes. Oh, yes. Mungo, yes, but now party B, Mr. Benson, knew before, before his marriage. I find no evidence have ever been communicated since. Oh, yes, go on. Mungo, party C, and D, she rules. Also knew before she became Miss Benson. And from time to time, she'd been both, seen both of them since. But these meetings appear to have been accidental. Harvey, maybe so. Get on with it. Mungo, but partly A. The architect one. I trace him to Renanta. That's his hometown. Harvey, interested. Yes. He goes, comes from Renanta too. Mungo, yes. They went to high school together. He's sweet on each other for a year or two. He used to keep a picture in his room. Harvey, oh, did he, did he? Mungo, yeah. Since he reached New York three months ago, Cronda or Three or four times according to the switchboard operator at his apartment house. Harvey, yes, of course, I remember how excited she was when she met at Jennings Dance two months ago. Mungo, three days ago, like this. It was Benson was the downtown shopping 
dropped into Rez for lunch as she ran into him there. Harvey, no doubt, it was a planned meeting. Mungo is very cleverly done. They, then they sat down for two hours talking. That meeting was no accident. Harvey, no, of course it wasn't. Daniel Lockwright, yes, I was. I'm sure of it. Mungo, yes, sir. Do you want me to keep on the following? Harvey, no, no, it's time for more to start to back steps. Mungo, don't understand. Harvey, you're not supposed to. But if you knew me better, you know the moment my mind is made that I act. Mungo, see, Mr. Benson. Harvey, and I propose to act now. So send me your bill and forget the whole affair. Mungo, very good, Mr. Benson. I forget the whole affair. Door opening, Mungo. A very good at that. Very good, Mr. Benson. Harvey, goodbye. Door closes. Telephone off hook and bow down. Ring, phone ringing, in earpiece. Two rings then answered. Arkwright, on the phone. Hello, Donald Arkwright speaking. Harvey, cheerfully. Oh, hello, Arkwright. It's Henry Benson. Do you remember me? Then his husband. Arkwright, presently. Oh, yes, yes, of course, Mr. Benson. How are you? How are you? Fine, thanks. I'm calling because I need an artifact. Arkwright, flattered. Oh, you want me to? Wanted me? Harvey. Yes, I'm going to put my summer place out on Long Island. I want you to draw the plans. Oh, wait, well, that's great, Mr. Benson. Oh, now what kind of site have you? Harvey, I'll do better than tell you. I'll show you it to you. That is, if you're free to drive out with me this morning. Oh, great, well, I do have appointments. Harvey, cancel it. This will be well worth your, well worth your while, I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. I will, Mr. Benson. Harvey. Good, then. I'll pick you up at my car. Say about 45 minutes. All right. All right. That's be fine. Be looking for you. Harvey. Good. I'll see you shortly, then. Have you, have you lunch on the way? Phone and hooks. Slap with pentagon switch. Harvey. Uh, Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson. Yes, Mr. Benson. It's just a phone. Yes, Miss Benson. Harvey, I'm leaving for the day. Cats on any appointments. And we have traveller now. Harvey Benson leaves his office. We follow him to the garage where he keeps his car. Harvey, Joe, do you have my car ready? Joe, I got it right here, Mr. Benson. But look, I don't want to take the new, don't want to take the new coupe. Harvey, no. I said I wanted the sedan. Joe, yeah, sure. But since the little incident, Mr. Benson, man, saying isn't too good for the dry shape. Harvey, dismissive. It'll do for day. Joe, well, well, I've been getting this. Isn't safe. Harvey, I am not worried. Cardo opening. Harvey, you put it in play, I guess? Joe, yep, five guns, Mr. Benson. Cardo closing. Joe, but you look now. Don't take no chances. And then breaks. You won't hold with a scent. Harvey, I'm aware of that. Joe, and that, that right-hand door sticks something, something terrible. Harvey, what of it? What do you care? What do you care? Joe, oh, I just thought, Harvey, well, don't. Car engine starts and pulling away. Johnny, Johnny, you're certainly in a hurry. If them brakes this way they are, you'll kill somebody. 
Be the careful. At 87th Street, Henry Benson. Harvey Benson picks up the British passenger, Donald Lockwright, and several hours later, they are far out in the lowly section of Long Island. Car engine in the background, Harvey. There's just a quarter mile more, Lockwright, bump ahead on top of those cliffs. Here, that's where my lot are. Right, right, I'm sure you appreciate you asking me to prepare the plans, Mr. Benson. Harvey, Linda suggested you for the job. Said you were a finest qualified, great architect. Right, right, appreciative. Well, that's one of her. I wasn't even sure she remembered me. Harvey, <laughs> oh, she remembers you very well. She, I could see how happy she was to meet you at the Jennings party. Right, right, yes, I was tickled that she recognized me. I've always been six years since we last met. Harvey, well, why shouldn't you rec- recognize you? After all, you were sweethearts, weren't you? All right. Uh, well, I suppose you we could have ordered that. If we did have some good time together, riding, hiking, and dancing. Are we well? Is it plain? She still thinks of you. There's the sight. But right up ahead. I'll go cars and phase out. Oh, yes. Mac on the edge of the cliff. Huh? Well, you have a nice view all the way across the sound. Harvey, easy feet sheer to the wall. Not another house for miles. Look, you can see all the way down to the rocks from the bend in the road here. Our great impressed well. Their ways are surely kicking up a fuss. Man wouldn't last long down there. Harvey, no. Not long. Our great not, but you don't have to worry. I built you a house. I'd always never slide on edge. Harvey, I'm sure you never give me any calls to worry. Well, here we are. I have to pull the car a bit off the road road to Korea Park. All right, now, pretty, pretty sleep here. Harvey, yes, it is. All right, I have to put it in the training wall. Turn the rest. rest. Harvey, but there, I've got it off the road. Let's leave it here, Will. Leave, have room. Turn around when we're ready to start back. All right, Shane, hope you've got a good break, so I hate to slide over on those rocks down there. Harvey, I hate my, to myself. No, no, do you want to get out that block of wheels for me? All right, oh yes, of course. Bad old car door ain't handled. All right, Brunts, the door won't open. See if we stuck. Oh, Harvey. Oh, that's right, the door doesn't open. Does, does open hard, never mind. I'll get out this slide, no, luckily. Card open, not right. Oh, but say, aren't you forgetting the set of brakes? Oh, and it's not necessary. Card all closed. All right, protesting. But it's a slope. I sleep. I sleep. It's deep again. Oh, insistent. I know what I'm doing. I ain't forgetting the sighted. Not look. The car's involved, moving already, starting to roll forward. Harvey meaningly. Yes, it is, isn't it? It'll keep on rolling. I'll go to my camp and the camera rolls car rolls away. Benson and once can't stop the car. The brakes won't hold Mr. Benson. Miss Benson's going down over the cliff. Traveller. Harvey stands there watching the car roll forward the edge while his passionate struggles frankly again out. Well, there's only ten feet to go. Five feet and then on the very edge the wheels twist against the rock. The car stops. 
poles. Harvey get, runs down the slope and reaches the lock. Well, just as Donald Ockwright manages to the last scramble out. Ockwright dies and sensed. Mr. Benson, you did that on purpose. Are we? It's coming. Yes, Ockwright, I did. Ockwright, shake you fear. You tr- tried to kill me. Oh, exactly, I tried to kill you. All right, but why? I, you must be crazy. Harvey, no, Arkwright. If you knew me better, you know the noon tries to take anything from me. Piercing, without suffering for it. Arkwright, angry. What are you talking about? Harvey, also angry. You know what I'm talking about. What about mine is mine, and everything is that is your mind I keep. Arkwright, oh, are you crazy? I can see it. Get away from me. Take your hands off me. Grunts as if they were uh, struggling. Harvey grunts as well. No, Arkwright, you can't have trouble. Arkwright, let me go. I well grunts, Harvey. Well grunts, you'll be nothing. Do nothing. Punches landing. Harvey, in his world, a man has to be strong and ruthless. Stay on top and I am both. Arkwright, fearing for his life. No, you'll be, be, be pushing me towards the end. Let me do Go, Ramal grunts, Harvey. My wild rage is going over. Do we hear? Punches stop, Harvey. Grunts as if he'd been picked on up right, right. And still feeling with rage. You're going over, Hark, right. No, no. Third no, said to the screen, walking away from the mic. To assimilate this fail. For a moment, Harvey stands glaring down at the white track waters and received his victim. They turn to the car, a quick twist of the steering wheel, a push, and the car is all gone. Then Harvey turns away back to the road. He walks a little mile, two miles, three, maybe, until he gets a lift from a driver, takes him to the nearest state barricades. The state police ser- sergeant. So Thomas, here's his story. Thomas, Mr. Benson, you say we got out of his car, blocked the railing wheels, and the car, they're rolling forward, Valby, slowly. Yes, Sergeant. Arkwright tried to open the door, but he stuck. Oh, the car was at the edge of the, by the time he got it open. No, he jumped, but it was too late. Thomas, I see, all right. Have these, I uh, have these, these, these are straight. Are we faking? Oh, it was horrible, sudden. He was my friend. There's nothing I do to help, Pauls. Thomas, yes, I understand, Mr. Benson. You're quite alone at the time, no witnesses. Oh, we know we are miles from the nearest house. Why do you ask? As well, there is a boy scout camp about a mile from there. Miss Benson, I thought some of the boys might have been within sight. Harvey, no, no, no. Was anyone in sight? Sight, Harvey, I see. Well, I guess that's all, Mr. Benson. I am just about dark now, so we probably wouldn't recover the body for tomorrow. I'll notify you the minute we do, so you can identify your friend. 
traveller, and so late in the evening, Harvey returns home. While Linda waits for him, mentioned the door open. Linda, is that you, Harvey? Harvey, yes, my dear, it is. Door closed. Linda, well, I wanted to wait to dinner as long as I could. Then I went ahead and ate. Shall I fix you something now? Harvey, no, thank you, I've eaten. Let's sit down, Linda, and I'd like to talk to you. Linda, why, why, of course, Harvey. Hi, did you have your phone fixed? Linda, the phone? Oh, no, uh, we called the company. They said there was nothing wrong with it. Hi, I see. Well, it's, they were quite right. I discovered the, the trouble was from the other source. Then I don't think they understand you, Harvey. Hi, I'm getting a bit annoyed, Linda. My dear, do you consider me full? Linda, why? Of course not. Harvey, this voice raising. Do you uh, suppose I didn't, I have known what you were do, do going on for some days now? Linda's nervous. Just what do you mean, Harvey? Harvey, calm again. You and a woman suddenly takes a moony roundhouse staring out the window, seeing her when she's spoken to. There's signs of unmistakable, Linda, fearful. Are you speaking about what? Are you speaking about me, Harvey? Harvey, again, annoyed. And when the same woman gets several phone calls, while I was running in the room, and each time tells the caller, mimicking female voice, I'm afraid you're the wrong number. They'll be here by that name. It would be very stupid husband, indeed, who failed to notice. Then he says, yes, yes, I suppose it would. Harvey, getting angry. But the crown in touch with when, when those was calls, when there was no, no, no one online, one several days ago, one last night, and now one this morning. Linda pleading, but Harvey. Harvey interrupting anger. Angry, I answer, and there's no one there on the line. But who is there when you answer? That's what I want to know, Linda. Well, what do you have to say, Linda? There isn't much I can say, Harvey. Harvey, oh, you so you admit it. As calls were for someone wasn't supposed to know about. Someone you were in love with. Linda, yes, someone I'm in love with. Someone I've been trying to bring myself to call you, to tell you about. Harvey, someone who's been meeting you, Tony Revenues. Linda, nothing of the kind. We met, yes. But it had been perfectly instant meetings, lunch. I walk in park. Perfectly, no, nothing worse than that. Harvey, you're fool to expect me to believe that, and Linda. Yes, I suppose I am, and yet it's the truth. Harvey says, so well, doesn't matter. But may I inquire what your plans are? Linda, I want a divorce, Harvey. Harvey, so you can marry this unknown who telephoned you and hangs up when I answer. Then, yes, I'm sorry that it ever happened. You seem I was afraid of you, Harvey. Harvey. Afraid of me, your loving husband? Then yes, I was, but I'm not anymore. I want to be free of you, free to marry the man I really love. <laughs> Very interesting, my dear. It's slightly impractical. Do you really think I'll let anyone take you away from me? Then definitely, I'm afraid you have no choice. Hurry loudly. Well, you're wrong. If you don't, you too have no choice. Well, penless, Linda. You have no family, no money, no training. You're only me, Linda. What are you trying to say? Let Harvey, Harvey, it's just leading us to a story. I have to tell you, Linda, a very tragic 
story which occurred in only this afternoon. Trevor is so hardly tells the end of the story after events. Oh, not the true story, of course. But he guesses the truth as he speaks of crows and horror. He finishes Linda. Oh, you killed him. You deliberately murdered him. Oh, be nonsense. It was a graduate event accident. The police already incinerated me. And uh, you killed him. Oh, no. No, I don't believe you. You're just trying to talk to me, Barbie. You know me better than that. You know what I have. Keep at any cost. Linda, then you did kill him. You're a murderer. Harvey, don't be hysterical, my dear. I shall be forced to discipline you. Linda, I'm going to the police. I'm going to tell them the truth. Harvey, Linda, come back here. Linda, no, no, don't stop. You can't stop me. Don't need Harvey. Linda, come back, come back, I say. Door slam. Linda is gone before Harvey can get out the door. Harvey pauses and he shrugs, turns back, sits, lights his car. Matthew is struck. Matt, Matthew, it's all smoke. Hmm, good cigar. Just remember the order. Another box. And so, Linda, you rushed off to the police. In your heart of hearts, you hope that I'm lying. First move was to rush to the telephone and put in a nickel and dial with trembling fingers. You hear the phone, then when ring, a vacant heart, you wait, hoping against hope that Ronald Arkwright will answer. <laughs> but he won't, and then you'll know I told the truth. Then you'll come back. Who'll come first? Will you go to the police? I'd rather think I'd. To go to police where you were cited just now. You return with the detective too. I shall have to explain to them. Tell me what hysterical spells then. You and I will be left alone in a day or two. I think we'll leave on a little trip. Yes, up to my hunting lodge where we can be alone there. And we let to meet, know each other well again. And in the future, Harvey Dobbers, oh, the door. So you're back already, Linda. Ha, I guess wrong. Dobbutter, Harvey. Just a moment, my dear, I'm coming. Traveller, Harvey crosses to the door, opens it. Traveller, door open. Traveller, and recalls his surprise. Thomas, good evening, Mr. Benson. Harvey, well, visit Sergeant Ben Thomas. I, I see my wife is with you. Thomas, yes, we met in the lobby. Came back up with me. I'd like to come in. Harvey, well, of course. Thomas, after you, Mr. Benson. There's another man will wait out here. There. Linda, thank you, Sergeant. Door closes, Harvey. And now do sit down, Linda. And you too, Sergeant. Oh, would you like a cigar? Thomas flatly, no, thanks. You might as well waste no time. Benson, recovered your friend's body. Are you ready? But, you, but surely you didn't come here to tell me that. Linda, wait. We know you killed him, Harvey. Hey, no, Harvey. Please, Linda, you must have given my wife some. You've overall, I suppose you've been dabbling. So, dabbling some nonsense to you. Thomas, he told me a story. I don't think it's nonsense. Harvey, of course it is. It's hysterical. Linda, but there was witnesses, Harvey. There were witnesses, what? Harvey, what? That's absurd. They know one within miles. Thomas has set the camp of Boy Scouts, four of them. The count was lying in the grass, half a mile away from when you when you drove up. 
They were watching for birds with their field glasses. Harvey the lion. Thomas and the electric curiosity, they turned off the glasses on you. They, they saw you struggle on the cliff. Harvey, no, no, you're lying. Thomas, you went to another parish barrack to report. Oh, I have been here sooner. Yeah, there were some copies of for David's they signed. Harvey, for David's? Thomas, yeah. Look over over them. Harvey getting nervous. For David's? Five of them. Yes, they seem to be on order. So there were witnesses. I dare say their evidence is unshakable. Thomas, you haven't had a chance, Benson. These men waiting outside the city detectives. You're going to come quickly. Harvey. Yes, why not? What else is there for me there to do? <coughs> Linda, almost shouting. I caught Harvey and I'm glad, Harvey. Yes, I caught, but precious little good it'll do you, you Linda. Because he's dead. You know, do you hear? Don't write right, he's dead. Linda, Linda disbelief. Um, don't write right, right. Oh, yes. Very mean, yes. Do you wonder how I knew it was he, don't you? Well, I hired a pro-detective who just could go like when I'd have been phoning you. He's skipping away to meet him. Linda sobs. And Harvey next line. Harvey, he's managed to follow you to one of those instant lunches, Linda. A luncheon, but that means you it was an accident. Harvey, in sense, a very clever accident, mocking. You're not clever enough to save Arkwright because he's dead. You hear me? No matter what happens to me, I'll beat you. Linda, you're insane. You always have been been with you. You're, you always have been with you. You're lust of power. I never guessed it until now, Harvey. Joe sense fine and was. They won't change the fact that your beloved is dead. I've taken him from you. Linda, you killed Donald Outright. Getting louder because of your thoughts. I was in love with him. <laughs> you killed the wrong man, Harvey. No, I didn't. It was Outright, he knew it. Linda, no, no, Donald Wright was just an old friend. Man of love is done one you never met. Whose name I see now, you don't even know. Harvey, I don't believe you. Linda, you committed murder. You've been caught and you're and all for nothing. Harvey, no. Linda, and what knowledge, and that knowledge is worse to you. Any punishment law could afflict. Harvey, you're lying. If it was Arkwright who phoned and hung up when I answered, I tell you, it was. It couldn't have been anyone else. Phone ringing four, four times. Harvey on the second ring. No, no. Thomas on the third ring. Better answer it, Mrs. Benson. Harvey on the fourth ring. No, I will answer it. Phone off hook ringing stops, Harvey. Long pause of a speaking, then temporarily. Then tentatively. Tentatively. Hello? Long pause and long elder. Hello? Long pause and screaming. Hello? Traveller, this is the mystery of travel again. Well, it was rather hectic 24 hours for Harvey Benson, wasn't it? He shouldn't have been quite so sure of himself. Never pays. His phone calls now. 
If you get any calls and find there's no one on the line, don't be quite as hasty as Harvey. You might get into a bad jam.